light treason news, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Parker. Uh, uh. Oh, sorry. I forgot we're actually recording this time. That's actually how we did greet each other when yeah. over Skype. We just made noises for like... 30 seconds yeah you know me 15 to 30 i'd say you know just to, just for accuracy's sake yeah uh as i'm sure you guys know a bunch of bullshit's gone down that we'll so get to much. in a little bit too much for one episode probably but yeah. we'll do the best we can but before we get to all of the bad stuff and then actually believe it or not there's some good stuff as well um i wanted to ask you parker if there's anything you're watching or listening to or reading right now that is allowing you some reprieve you know i wish there was yeah but they're they're just like this the the past week or so it's like everything i read like even when it's like oh i'm gonna go over and check out some like website and you know that i usually enjoy uh like the stories out there just make me so upset but you know like yesterday there was there was one about this Apparently, there's like a list serve where a bunch of supposedly left leaning journalists talk shit about trans people you're or not, whatever. You're not allowed to talk about something <sighs> that I'm going to get to in the bad okay. news section. In the pop okay. culture section, Parker. We'll, we'll get to it. Stop rooting but, my um, show. All right. But no, I mean, I. Uh, well, let's see. I. Uh, I went to. I went to a concert over the last weekend. See, so. that's a happy thing. Yeah, I went and it was it was cool. It's so it's this band that's like this like emo rock post hardcore whatever like I don't even know. Um they're called Thursday and I loved them when I was in high school. Ooh. And, um so I saw them when I was 16. And then they played they played in Chicago over the weekend. They did like they did a tour where they played just two of their most popular records like all the way through. Uh-huh. Um, which I think bands need to do that more often. Just like, you know, where it's just like, no new shit. Just play the hits. <laughs> that's, you know, like that, that's, that's such an old person note. <laughs> such an old person. Yeah, just it's like, play the old stuff. Because it was like the 15th anniversary of one of the records coming out. <laughs> and so they did that. And they had shows that started at 10 and 11 at night on the weekends. But then on Sunday, they had a show that started at 4 p.m., and let me tell you, wow. a 4 p.m. show, that's when all shows should start. Yeah, as a fellow old person, I, I i agree with that. I have to go to a show tonight that is still relatively early. It starts at 7, I think. And I'm like, whoa, boy. What, yeah. uh, so I'm going to get home at like 9? All right. Well, I, I um, uh, t- Tonight I'm going to see uh, Kathy Griffin is coming through. Fun, through fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was cool. They like, I, 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 I had, I had someone gave me tickets, and so I'm like, cool, awesome, even better. Um, and so, I was looking up. I'm like, let's see how long she like, you know, her her show lasts, just so I can kind of plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. She's like, I guess she's doing like three hours of comedy. Yeah, it's she's kind of amazing. She does very long shows. So long. It's it's like, long, but also I kind of admire the fact that she can do a three hour show. Like every night, it's crazy. That's hard, yeah. So, so yeah, so so between that and uh, 
that and the the concert that I went to, which which was cool. It was cool seeing the same band that I saw when I was 16, and I'm like gonna throw myself into like the uh, all the way up at the front of the stage, like <laughs> in the like little like mosh pit area type stuff. And then like now I'm 32 and I'm seeing the same band. And the first thing I did was I was like, I want to go to the upstairs balcony and find a seat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was at, I forget which, it was maybe like an Against Me concert or something. Some concert that I got invited to and they gave me like a VIP ticket so I could sit down like Uh in the balcony seating. And I was watching these like very young kids crowd surfing and there was this incredible young girl she was probably like 16 who kept running up on stage and just like blindly diving into the audience and i said out loud oh i hope she's careful and i was like wow that's who i am now but i was like oh her poor neck i was just really her mom in that moment (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah also uh yeah getting getting like vip like that that's the only thing that sometimes gets me to go to shows it's like oh i don't want to go i'll have to stand and then i know well i can give you a ticket that'll get you to the other area and i'm like okay that's fine like i don't care about any other stuff that like goes with it like good views or like a free drink or something i just want a place to sit i know it sounds so shitty and elitist but that's purely purely why i only go if i have a vip ticket because i'm over 30 and i fucking need to sit down well that i mean that was that was like me like that's me with like um any sort of outdoor festival like last right. last year like going to Lollapalooza, i was like i don't know if i want to go to Lollapalooza, stand up and wait in line to see bands for 10 hours and then then, then someone was like hey do you want do you want an artist guest pass and yes like, yes yes i do thank you so much thank you like, thank you perfect cool yeah what does this get me it's like oh i can go in a cooling area <laughs> yeah that's another way to lure me in a cooling area <laughs> this is a place where i can stand in like a mist is it too much to ask that oh the outdoor God. seems like the indoor <laughs> wow guys don't get older um you do sound so elitist though we is no we don't sound elitist we just have like two fucking old bitter people where it's like i need a cooling area anywhere i go i don't think that sounds elitist it just guys something happens when you are older than 30 like like keep in mind like Neither of us is neither of us is like Scrooge McDucking into like a pile of coins or anything. Like we're not, no. we're not rich. Um, so <laughs> it's it's not like it's like. What oh, if I I'm just go got caviar? And the, like, first off, caviar sounds so gross. It's so um, gross. It's but, fish you know, eggs. Ew. Yeah. So you know that's that's not the thing. It's like, oh, let me see if I can find some change to take the train down to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I accept that as a good positive thing you went to a concert had a nice time i'm presuming one other thing i did um so last so last week you know how melania trump had her like um i really don't care do you thing yep um i being the person who was constantly on the internet oh i um, saw this you 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 did a viral yeah i bought i bought the domain i really do care.com and i just I just forwarded it to like an existing fundraiser that was like helping people. And it was really cool how, like how quickly that like all, you know, happened. And, uh, people were trying to give me credit and I keep trying to like direct them to the person who started the actual fundraiser. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I just bought a domain name. It cost me $14. It's not a, it's not a big deal. How many domains do you own now? Uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is like your jam. 
I buy domains just anytime something pops into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have one that's that I use for. Um, oh, who is it? It's one of the one of the writers on Colbert's show. She has a, she has a whole thing on Twitter where she'll talk about like the Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. and someone will be like, uh, you know, uh, Link is the you know Link's the main character. It's like no, 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 Zelda's the main character. It's her name on the box, and right. you know, Link. Link is the girl or Zelda is the boy. So I have Zelda is the boy.com. <laughs> and if you do that, it takes you to her, um, her Twitter page. Like all I do is I buy domains and, and then, then redirect, redirect them. them yeah. You know, I mean, sort- what was cool about that was just how quick it blew up. Like clearly people did yeah. care and were repulsed by that message. And that to me, that's what was so cool about it. The fact that so many people are like, no, I do fucking care. Yeah. I'm like that's that's a good that's a good domain. Like I kind of I don't know. I kind of want to see if um, because it linked to like an act uh, Act Blue fundraiser page. Like I kind of want to like reach out to someone at Act Blue and be like, do you guys just want this? You know? Like, oh yeah. Do, do you want this and do you want to build something around this? You can have it. Because, that's a good idea. You know, it's it's a good like it would be cool. Wouldn't it be cool to have like you go to that website and it's like what issue do you care about and you can just and it'll like bring up these like yeah, bring up fundraisers where you can just donate to eight different groups doing work on one specific issue yeah like know? a launch pad yeah i think yeah. that's a really good idea so i don't know i i guess i need to probably i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i feel but like anyway. you could just have a job advising places like act blue or the aclu like how to develop viral marketing campaigns how to internet how to internet yeah like but actually because i feel like you sometimes don't feel like it's an actual skill but it is you know i i think it's just it's it's recognizing potential in things like yeah cuz cuz i okay so like as soon as the melania coat thing happened i was sitting on i was sitting at my computer and i was one of the first people who put out one of those like fake fake coats that right. had like you know like wrote like a different thing on there i found a font that was similar and everything <laughs> nice and like so i was making a bunch of them that said like let them eat cake and michelle obama speech and <laughs> be i didn't see that one <laughs> so like i made a bunch of those and then i was just like I don't know, like this, like people are laughing and they're retweeting it, but like, is it really helping? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was like, because I think like at that moment, like it was just a tone deaf move. It wasn't that it like no one's like, oh my gosh, she hates children. It was so, hold on though. It was like beyond tone deaf because tone deaf is like when you slip up and like say something that that's a little tone deaf or something, but 99.9% of women's jackets have no writing on them (laughs) and like are usually the choice of the first lady because there's no need to have words written across your back. So NASCAR driver. It did feel like weirdly intentional because it was such an odd fashion choice. Right. I the theory makes sense. The theory that I believe is that maybe it was her message to Trump. Yeah. Maybe. Where she's like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, I think we give, I think everyone gives her too much credit, though. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, but it's, oh, God, what an ugly jacket, too. Right. Oh, and also, like, it was, like, $30. Like, all her other stuff is, like, $1,000 yes. jacket. Yeah. This was, like, $30, and they ha- and it, they haven't sold it for, like, two years, you know? So it's kind of like, the hell did you even get this? 
This is what I mean. Like it felt weirdly deliberate. Anyway, anyway, uh, you uh, you did a good with I really do care dot com. Yes. Um, how is Meatball? Uh, Meatball's doing great. She's sleeping on the couch right now. Just fuck snoring, yeah, snoring away a little bit. She's been um lately. Uh, so so she's kind of had this thing lately where she's like in the middle of the night she'll be like I have to pee. I don't want to go outside. I'm gonna just pee in the hallway, Aww. which is not great. So we've started putting like these pee pads out and like she'll use them sometimes, but now she uses them like during the day. Like I'll be in a meeting and she'll like walk over to me. And if I don't walk her immediately, like I turn over, like I turn around and I look at one of the pee pads and I'll just be like soaked. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> You've <laughs> like, created a monster. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're not supposed to do that while I'm here. And then like, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so like this is close to getting her to use a litter box at which point. <laughs> right. Uh, which would be kind of cool, but. Meatball's an official cat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Meatball's doing great. Uh, one, oh, one thing that kind of sucked over the weekend was, uh, so I ordered a video game from Best Buy to mm-hmm. be delivered and, um, it was, it's this new like Mario tennis game and I love those games. They're, they're, you don't have to think much. You right. just play and it's fun. Um, and I get like a little notification saying like, oh, your package has been delivered. I was like, okay, it's weird. They didn't ring my doorbell. So I go downstairs and it's not there. Oh no! And it's like I think someone just stole my package. Oh. So because I'm, because I have no like, I don't know patience. I just downloaded the game. <laughs> You're so like, I, it I tried to buy it honorably and it didn't work. Well, no, I paid for it. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of annoying, but you know, I'm I'm really frustrated because it's and it turns out that there was someone opened one of Kayla's packages. But it, mm. they didn't like what was in it, so they just left it. It was a, like, you know how, like, cars have, like, shades for the windshields? Uh-huh. Like, so the inside of your car doesn't get really hot? So Kayla bought one of those, and then someone opened it and was like, I don't want this, and left it. I once but had it, somebody like, steal a package from me, and all that was inside was, like, 12 Desi calendars. So I like the idea that they got really excited, stole the package, didn't look inside, got all the way home, opened it, and now just have 12 calendars of my fat cat. <laughs> I hope they, like, gave it to their families and friends, like, as gifts. Like, like here you go. whose cat is this? I don't, don't worry know. about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Look how cute he is. Um, oh, I should mention at the top of the show, relatively speaking, that this is the last episode I'm recording in my old apartment. Oh. Yeah, so I'm going to be moving. Like, as soon as I'm done recording this episode with you, Parker, I am going to pack up all of my recording equipment. (laughs) And I'm moving tomorrow morning. Now, here's the deal, everybody. The sitch. I don't know how quickly I can get internet. So there might be a few days of no light trees and news while I get caught up with everything. But um, in the meantime, catch up on episodes, hashtag light trees and pod on Twitter. We can keep talking that way. But uh, just know I'm moving as quickly as I can during these chaotic times. You, sh- uh, you should just you should just, you know, like record in a Panera Bread or something. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine just screaming about politics? Yeah. You just hear people trying to wrestle the microphone away from me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I probably won't do that, but, um, yeah, as soon as, uh, the good old people at Fios can get to our apartment, but I don't know, like, I have a memory of setting up internet in this apartment and it happening pretty quickly, but I don't know if that's just, you know, me misremembering things. So just know I'm doing the best I can, everybody. It's all you can do. Right? 
That's what I always say. Uh, and if you haven't done so yet, please go to lighttreason.news. Hit that donate button to keep this little operation going because I can't do it without your support, especially especially during these tumultuous times because we have so much to talk about and it would suck if I couldn't uh, do the show, you know? I don't know. News has been pretty slow lately. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, my God. I recorded two episodes with Eric earlier in the week, and we thought the news was bad then. Like, <laughs> we were complaining the whole time where we were kind of like, oh, God, there's just so much bad news to get to. And then he texted me when shit started to go down yesterday, and he was like, Jesus Christ, remember when we thought that was bad? And I was like, yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, why don't we hop into it? Um the pop culture section's a little short, but there's so much to get to, guys. Listen, it's that time of the show. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. All right. So obviously the big bad news item I wanted to talk about is Anthony Kennedy retiring from the Supreme Court. I just want to say at the top of this segment, a big old fuck you to Anthony Kennedy. You piece of shit. This is when you're going to retire. I tweeted this, but I'll repeat it on the show. Justice Ginsburg is going to fucking die in her robes. Like, they're just going to see her with her eyes closed one day while she's sitting at a Supreme Court hearing, and they're going to poke her with a stick, and she's going to fall over. And, and I think I think Kagan and Sotomayor have to do, like, a weekend at Bernie, Bernie's thing, yes. where they just keep her, like, propped up until, like, absolutely. the administration. They absolutely have to do that. And Anthony Kennedy, who, as far as I can tell, is fucking fine is like moonwalking out of the Supreme Court while there's a fascist in the White House, and I fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like he's, because what is, he is, okay, so he's turning 82 oh, in Oh, cry a fucking river. How old is Ginsburg? Uh, let, let me see. Ginsburg is pretty old. She's fucking old, man. And like, she's, uh, uh, plucky oh she's eight she's 85 yes yeah. i know like so yes he's old but ginsburg's older and she's not fucking going anywhere it's not the fucking time to retire it also just shows how dumb the whole supreme court system is the fact that we have to basically just hope enough good people don't die or retire to keep this insane system balanced yeah that you know it's it, it it doesn't seem ideal yeah um there, there was um so you know that account pixelated boat that um yes so funny yeah, okay so uh so pixelated boat tweeted in hindsight maybe it was a mistake for america to put a legal system to pick a legal system that depends on particular old people dying at the right time <laughs> but i mean actually like it's so fucking weird and so stupid but it's the system we have so yeah. And like, listen, Kennedy wasn't like a good vote for a while. Like the past six decisions, he's sort of been just, you know, I mean, he, he's conservative. Yeah. Like he's he's a consistent conservative vote, except on a few issues where you kind of don't know where he'll land, you right. know, like issues around uh, like uh, LGBT issues. He was kind of hit or miss on that, but it was still like sometimes hit, you know, it's right. like, good, cool. 
Um, but yeah, uh, abortion was one that yeah, was so very important. This decision, um, you know, it's it's the news breaks the the story that Justice Kennedy is going to retire, and Jeffrey Tubin goes on CNN and says. There is no doubt abortion will be illegal in 20 states in 18 months. Um, yeah. Which was... I don't think is a, a, a radical prediction. I think a lot of people <clears throat> saw that coming um, just when we were like considering different Supreme Court scenarios. Because now we're in a terrifying position where if Kennedy, I mean, Kennedy is going, so Trump gets to replace him. And then if Ginsburg dies or retires he gets to replace her um and you can be sure that they're not going to do what the democrats always try to do which is find like the most moderate democrat they can find like the republicans are absolutely going to try to install the most radical republican judge they can get away with um and then scream that the democrats are being obstructionist if they raise any objection yeah it's a uh, God, you know, you know, what annoys me about the whole Merrick Garland thing is the fact that now that's what that's what a bunch of like, that's what a bunch of like, you know, liberal people on the Internet think like, yes, that's who Democrats should pick next time around. It's his turn. It's like he was a centrist. Yeah. Like that was why he was picked. He was a moderate. I don't know. I kind of think that the next time that Democrats get, you know, take take you know, the presidency and have control of the Senate, they should like put someone in there who's like, cause there are no requirements, put in a 14 year old child, um, <laughs> a communist, know, a 14 year old communist, 14 year old communist <laughs> who will be on the court for another 70 years. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, um, it's terrifying though. Cause splinter news has a, a list of the likely candidates that Trump, I was reading it. It's terrifying. Yeah, I won't read all of them. And please interrupt when you have any thoughts, but I'll just read a couple. So the first name on the list is Brett Kavanaugh. He was the runner up last time. Yeah, he was one time a clerk for Justice Kennedy. Um, he also helped serve on Ken Starr's impeachment investigation of President Bill Clinton. Kavanaugh is widely considered the front runner for his former boss's seat. He's currently on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. His nomination to that court was criticized for the part he played in helping craft the legal framework for the Bush administration's domestic spying program. Since then, he's been a staunch supporter of gun owners and an, an, an opponent of abortion rights having written a dissenting opinion to a ruling that allowed a 17-year-old undocumented immigrant to end her pregnancy while in U.S. custody. And here's the best part. He's only 52 years old. Great. Yeah. Great, great, great. Uh, I, I guess the age is like a, a, a big thing, like going in, going into this. I guess that Trump said he's looking for someone, in, like possibly, if possible, in their 40s. Yeah, so like, the next candidate is Amy Coney barrett she's 46 years old she's a trump appointment to the u.s court of appeals for the seventh circuit um she's a former notre dame law professor a staunch christian conservative who has called roe v wade an erroneous decision uh, she signed a statement of protest calling the affordable care act's birth control mandate an assault on religious liberty and has spoken before the Alliance Defending Freedom, a Southern Poverty Law Center designated anti-LGBTQ hate group. Um, 
And again, she's only 46 years old. I just want to revisit when Brian Stetler tweeted that we are not (laughs) moments away from The Handmaid's Tale. And now this shit is happening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of that. That didn't age well. Like that didn't age well. Later. I know it, it was like a day after he tweeted it. Uh, yeah. If you don't know who Brian Stetler is, he's like um, he, he like breaks down media stories for CNN. Yeah. Um, so so one thing I one thing I, I wanted to kind of point out about this uh, this Amy Coney Barrett person, like she she's like given speeches paid for by this group, the Alliance Defending Freedom. That's the anti LGBT group. Mm-hmm. That the anti LGBT group that's always defending every single anti-lgbt law like right. like the the cake the the dudes with the cakes that was alliance defending freedom uh trans kids using the bathroom fighting that is alliance defending freedom and that's um uh betsy devos like also her family donates to that group a lot so it's one of those things where it's just like if this lady ends up on the court we're all screwed because she's she uh, you know honestly thinks that um you know, she's like come out and said like she's against the Obergefell decision and, you know, thinks I don't know. And it's horrible. Um, a lot of things are going to go backwards. Yeah. And it's not it's just I don't know. It's shitty. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, I won't read the rest of the list, but I'll link to it in the Lipson episode recap. But there's also like Raymond Kethledge is on the list as well. Uh, he also clerked for Justice Kennedy. Um, he previously ruled in favor of allowing law enforcement to obtain certain types of cell phone information without a warrant. Um, he also ruled in favor of Tea Party groups who claimed they'd been discriminated against by the IRS. So it's just like one radical after another. And they're all in their 40s or 50s. So. Yeah. If any of them get appointed, we're going to have to contend with them for a while. Uh, and and so so one of the other people who's who's on the list is this William Pryor mm-hmm. guy. Um, he was he was the attorney general of Alabama, um, and he, like the things that he like, people are like he's not conservative enough. That that's sort of like like them pushing back. But here's like some of the stuff he did. He defended the state's practice of handcuffing prison inmates and to hitching posts in the hot sun Great. if they refused to work on chain gangs. Great. <laughs> Great. You know, he said that uh, he he argued he he filed an amicus brief in the Supreme Court case Lawrence versus Texas, uh, siding with the ban on uh, the ban on gay sex. Awesome. <laughs> like it's you know just the greatest hits, the greatest it's, hits. It's not great. It's, <laughs> it's just not good. It's I'm 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 very worried about it. And the one so the one thing that really bothers me about all of this is I see people who are just like, if the Democrats don't block this, I'm never voting for them again. It's like they can't block it. They just can't. It's it's not like they don't have enough votes. And every single Republican is going to come around to this. They're not going to be the one that shuts down the Hmm. that vote. Um, Susan Collins is like, I won't vote for anyone who would strike down Roe versus Wade. She absolutely will. Yeah, right. Um, you know, she yeah. doesn't actually have any morals, um, but she likes to do that thing where she stays in the spotlight, right, pretending she's undecided. Right. Oh, it's it's just like I I don't know. I I mean, the one thing that pisses me off, like Kennedy could have just waited until like 
January. So this this is what disturbs me about it the most. Yes, he could have easily done that. So this, of course, makes me wonder: Does he is he a fan of Trump? I don't know. I I mean one of the one of the things that um, I forgot who where it was. I think it was Vox that said that one of the one of the reasons that Trump picked Gorsuch last time around was to show Kennedy that he would choose someone who's serious. You know, to, yeah. and, and not like not some extremist. So like it was supposed to be a gesture like, see, look, I won't I won't pick someone who's crazy. But Gorsuch is like the the furthest right on the court. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's him and Thomas. Yeah. So I don't know, like if that was him like trying to be like, look, I'll tone it back. Like, what the hell is he going to do now? That's <sighs> the thing. And like, listen, maybe Kennedy's dying and none of us know. I don't know. But I'm just like. Come on, dude. Like, it was the worst time for you to leave. You couldn't have held on for a little bit longer. I mean, the the session ended like it was it's like, okay, so here's like if you're going to quit your job, why would you like would you quit it now? Or would you like but let's say you had like a three week vacation coming up. Wouldn't you just take the vacation and quit when you come back? So you get yeah. paid three weeks. Like, like that's sort of the thing that the, the session ended. He could have just chilled out for a bit. And then been like, oh, BT Dubs not coming back, right? You know, but here we are. Um, did you have any other thoughts about Kennedy? Because I'm still going to talk about the Supreme Court, but their other one of their other terrible decisions that came down on Tuesday. No, no. <laughs> uh, so another five four ruling, guys, um, came down on Tuesday that non union public sector workers who are nevertheless represented by a union for bargaining purposes, cannot be required to pay union fees. And this was the Janus versus uh, AFS-CME. Uh, um, and the case hinged on the case of Mark Janus, a child support specialist in Illinois who argued that he should not be forced to pay fees to his union. So just a reminder, the way unions um, exist and are able to pay for everything unions do is through union fees. So the way the right frames that is evil unions are forcing workers to give up part of their paycheck to pay for unions. But another way of framing that is, yeah, like unions, sort of like how we have taxes in the United States, they do need to take a small cut of paychecks so they can pay for stuff like legal fees and like, you know, everything that unions do when they are protecting workers. Um, so that's another way to look at it. But of course, the right hates unions. So they, I don't know, try to portray unions as stealing money from workers so they can like, I don't know, travel the world. I don't know <laughs> what their narrative is, but they try to portray unions as being greedy. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's always been kind of the, the case where, um, you know, and, and you see that argument all the time. It's it's like typical in union busting, like mm -hmm. where people are like, oh, do you really want some outside group coming in and taking your money? And it's like the union is you. <laughs> you that's know? the it's thing. Like, like yeah, um, uh, if you if you are like becoming an employee at uh, Walmart or Target, sometimes they'll show anti-union videos that try to portray unions as almost like shady drug dealers where they're like, if you're approached by a union representative who tries to get you to join a union, like shout for help, you know, like so they really portray unions as being predatory and yeah, not just comprised of workers themselves. So obviously this is really bad because if 
workers are brainwashed into thinking unions are bad and they're like fuck no i'm not going to pay union fees then that's just another way to undercut unions and they can't exist uh if people aren't paying into a union unions can't exist i think that's pretty obvious um so yeah this is obviously a really bad decision yeah, it's uh, I mean, uh, every every Supreme Court decision recently has been bad. So this is, this bad. Is them, like right? the SCOTUS has always been bad, but it was like one shitty decision after another on Tuesday. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and Tuesday was the um, Tuesday was the three year anniversary of the marriage equality decision. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which which it was really interesting because I wrote I wrote a story about the basic. So earlier this week or I pitched my editor last week, I was like, can I look up all the crazy things people said be, like after that being like, this is what it'll lead to. And just be like three years later, let's check in <laughs> on these claims. Yeah. And it was all like uh, men will be marrying dogs. And, you know, like I found a quote from Mike Pence where he said it would cause the downfall of civilization. <laughs> it's like Civilization may be crumbling, but it's not because of gay people. True. It's true. Maybe something you did um you know like stuff stuff like that and um oh one one claim that was really weird was um there were people there was one guy who was just like using statistics let me show you how gay marriage will cause nine hundred thousand more abortions a year and it's like the fuck is this (laughs) what (laughs) yeah the 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 argument hinged on this like idea that because some straight people would be like, oh, marriage isn't even important anymore. If you're degrading it by allowing anyone to do it, blah, 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 mm-hmm. um, then they wouldn't get married. And like he's like, single women tend to have abortions more than married women. And it's like, yeah, for probably a number of reasons. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, he didn't like factor that in um so he's just like so so all these women who who otherwise wouldn't have abortions and who would be married are instead just dating and would and would have an abortion this time it's like this doesn't make any sense and it's like and i trying to explain what he was he was like make what he was arguing in my story i just kind of gave up after a while i was just like (laughs) i don't even know right yeah who can say it's a lot of stuff but it didn't happen right I was like, abortion rates are at their lowest, and it's because it's because of sex ed, and it's because of contraception, you know. And if if those rates go up, it's because we're being shitty about sex ed, and we're and we're cutting back on people's access to health care. And SCOTUS and, has handmaided tales us all. Yeah, God, and it's like if you know if if people actually gave a shit about abortion and and like wanted to reduce it, then they would support, you know contraception for everyone who wants it and they would support comprehensive sex education but that's it's we all know it's not really about that right so uh lastly in the bad news section let's talk about this listserv of journalists uh who were talking about transgender issues um and we talked about jesse's uh single on the show a couple weeks ago, because he had a very terrible cover story in The Atlantic about a lot of fear-mongering about trans children. Um, kind of his, his jam. Yep, yep. Misinforming the public and fear-mongering. So let's talk about this listserv, because I, in full disclosure, I haven't read all of the messages that were like published, because I value my time. Um, but the thing that really leapt out at me... Uh, in reading 
these journalists talking about these issues is that none of them, as far as I know, are transgender. Um, so it was a lot of cis people sort of speculating about transgender people. Yeah. And it's and it's like, hey, you know how you could fix this? Have trans people on your on your exclusive four like four hundred people. So four hundred people in in all of media, in all of liberal media, you know, left left wing, whatever media. It's like that's a lot. That's yeah. like it's because this isn't like it's not a big group of people, you know, like no. they're they're maybe, you know, counting like, you know, everyone who's like writing for a place or freelancing or, you know, adjacent to it. It's like you might be talking about a couple thousand people total. So, you know, you're talking about a big chunk of an entire industry. Um, and they're just in this like total bubble, uh, not hearing any trans people talk about trans issues and how, like, how do you get a group of 400 people and not have a few trans people in there? Because that was one of the things that was mentioned, which yes. I then, some people who were on the list, like responded back to me and they're like, we don't know how many trans people there are because they don't tell us. And it's just like, just, you know, well, the thing that I was thinking about was there was a journalist I saw who posted, I really wish we could get a transgender person's take on all of this because I, they were basically like, we're just speculating because as far as I know, no one on this listserv is trans, which they might be right. There might be transgender people on the yeah. listserv who just didn't want to identify themselves because an incredibly hostile conversation was going yeah, on. Yeah, because it, it seems like you're not going to get your pitches picked up by like half of these people anymore after that. Right? Well, that's the thing that bothered me where I was like, when they were like, can we get like transgender people looped into this? I was like, fuck no, don't bring them into this because there were like there was one like turf who was saying right. terrible things i was like don't make poor transgender people have to come in here and educate all of these cis people <laughs> you know yeah and, and like because yeah one person let's see yeah one person said the the one turf person was just like i will not have someone coming in here and like you know saying that i'm not uh, you know that De- taking out denying my womanhood which is hilarious because that's exactly what turfs are trying yes! to do to trans women yes <laughs> like how oh yeah here it is i'm not interested in sharing this list or any other space with someone who's going to insist on nullifying and er- erasing my experience existence and experience as female a prominent futurist and progressive news media wrote back it says like first off prominent futurist uh, <laughs> really um, really you know but like that exact quote that's exactly what turfs are doing to trans women yeah yeah (laughs) like no you're you're a man and you were born a man you'll die a man you're not a woman you know it's like it's all that sort of stuff where you know it's like do you you not hear yourself you know but maybe not god it's but yeah it's reading that was just so exhausting i i i make a point of trying not to talk about jesse on uh on twitter or anywhere generally um you know, because it, it's kind of like, you know, he and I sort of have like a ceasefire. So I will retweet things people are saying about him, but I will not say it myself mm-hmm. um, because it's just not worth it because um, I, I don't want to get any more angry emails from him. Um, but, you know, it's like, God, that that whole thing, it just it really made me really sad yesterday because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't help but look back and like think about a lot of places I've pitched. Mm hmm. And think like, okay, did they not get back to me because of this? Or did they not right. get back to me because of they just didn't like the pitch or, you know, something like that. And uh, it, it does no good second guessing 
but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, it's like I'd like to know if the person I'm pitching like is really hostile towards trans. Of course, of course. Even if the pitch gets accepted at that point, like if it gets accepted by someone who really just doesn't like trans people, like they're gonna edit it like someone who really doesn't like trans people. Like right. I've I've had stories like that where they turn out and I'm just like, this is terrible. You know, it's like, you've twisted my words to say things I haven't. And, you know, it's, or people are just like trying to, trying to turn, turn you into a caricature where they're like, talk about the, the swish of a dress in him. I'm like, (laughs) where are dresses? (laughs) I'm so sad. I could have been asking you this whole time about the feeling of of a swish of a dress. Was, and I just was, never have. That was legitimately uh, in, a note that an editor put in a piece Jesus that was just like Christ. me talking, me talking about my experience, like, you know, realizing I was trans or something like that, which I didn't really want to write about. But it was like it was it was at Salon and I was like, I could use the byline. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so was there and the editor's just like, hmm, maybe a little more descriptive. Like, I don't know. How about talk about the. The, what it was like the first time the first time wearing a dress like the the swish of a hem against your legs I'm just like I I don't know I've never really worn it like at that point I was like I've never even really worn a dress right like, right I just it's it's not about that you know for me that's not my that's not my thing because you know some women aren't into wearing dresses all the time uh what and that's fine How and no one told them that they're not women dare you all real women love wearing dresses Parker that's the rules uh, yeah, and I just lastly want to make the point that the only good list serve, in my opinion, are the list serves where women are warning each other about creepy men. I think that's the only good list serve I've ever been on. Every other list serve I've been added to, I've immediately regretted joining yeah, the list serve. Like I, so the only other one I'm on, because I'm only on one list serve total, um, is this one for like LGBT journalists. Yes. It, it, it. I used to engage with way too often. I used to be like, I'd be like, why are you so transphobic? This is horrible. You run a gay publication, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And then it was just like, it just earned me a lot of bad will in that whole like, in like LGBT publishing. Mm-hmm. Because I, because I, I didn't want to put up with like transphobia among like, because, you know, LGB people are sometimes transphobic, just like straight people are sometimes transphobic. Sure. Um, except for when when LGB LGB people are transphobic, they tend to be like, "I can't be transphobic. I'm gay," and it's like that's not how it works. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but like, so it's like they have like that like built in sort of excuse. But yeah, so like I just sort of. I eventually muted like all the responses coming in for that. And I'll only check it if there's something specific I'm looking for, right. um, you know, but that's that muting. That was actually the best decision I made in life, you know, for in like the past three years. Hell yeah, guys. It's that time of the episode. Jump up and down. Here is your good news. <laughs> So, main good news item, obviously, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's victory over huge establishment Democratic figure, Representative Joe Crowley. This was a shocking defeat. 
Um, probably shocking because the media lightly covered uh, Ocasio-Cortez and possibly that is why they didn't pick up on the uh, groundswell of support around her. Um, but this was a huge, huge moment because not only was Joe Crowley a very established Democratic House figure, um, Ocasio-Cortez is a socialist and an outspoken, proud socialist. Um, and actually, I'm going to play, I don't know if you saw this, Parker, have you seen her campaign commercial? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, we're going to pause right now and play that. And the reason I want to play it is because I believe this is the reason she won this kind of messaging. So we're going to go to that right now. Women like me aren't supposed to run for office. I wasn't born to a wealthy or powerful family. Mother from Puerto Rico, dad from the South Bronx. I was born in a place where your zip code determines your destiny. My name is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I'm an educator, an organizer, a working class New Yorker. I've worked with expectant mothers, I've waited tables and led classrooms. And going into politics wasn't in the plan. But after 20 years of the same representation, we have to ask, who has New York been changing for? Every day gets harder for working families like mine to get by. The rent gets higher, healthcare covers less, and our income stays the same. It's clear that these changes haven't been for us, and we deserve a champion. It's time to fight for a New York that working families can afford. That's why I'm running for Congress. This race is about people versus money. We've got people, they've got money. It's time we acknowledge that not all Democrats are the same. That a Democrat who takes corporate money, profits off foreclosure, doesn't live here, doesn't send his kids to our schools, doesn't drink our water or breathe our air, cannot possibly represent us. What the Bronx and Queens needs is Medicare for all, tuition-free public college, a federal jobs guarantee and criminal justice reform. We can do it now. It doesn't take 100 years to do this. It takes political courage. A New York for the many is possible. It's time for one of us. Vote for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on June 26th. So the reason I say that's why she won is she so clearly frames this election about being people versus the rich, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like and making New York City a city where, you know, people can live like average people can live and raise their families and how this city is rapidly becoming just a bastion uh, uh, for wealthy capitalists and how soon none of us will be able to afford to live here. And it was that that messaging that really really appealed to people yeah you so, know i mean yeah i think that's i th i honestly think that's what people want to hear yes, like yeah you know i so one thing i keep kind of going back and forth on is one thing you know with with candidates and this was something that someone jumped into one of my mentions yesterday on twitter like yelling at me that was like uh but you know uh hillary clinton didn't like 
come to my town. And it's like, why do you need someone to come to your town? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know where they stand on the issues. You can look this up. We have the internet. Uh, you shouldn't need someone to hold your hand through this. You know, it's like, that is one thing. But then I, I was like, oh, okay, this, this, where you have this thing where it sounds like an, in, it sounds like it's a message to people. Even if it's just a YouTube ad, you know, it's like, it sounds like a message you know, to to regular people mm-hmm. who are just trying to get by. It's not like, you know, because people always go, oh, okay, if we're targeting regular people, we have to amp up the racism or, you know, something ridiculous where they're like, yeah, target regular people. I'm going to bring back jobs and uh, screw gays. You know, like right. <laughs> it's one of those things where you, they just throw something in there. It's totally unnecessary. Um, but this was great. Did you see? Did you see that uh, Sean Hannon? He tried to put put her positions up on a board, like as if they were bad things. No. Like one of the things, one of the things that Hannity, like, so I, I need I need to just find this because it's too perfect. Um, he tried to make something seem like a bad a bad thing, like. He was like, here are her positions on things. You really want to elect someone like that? Don't let poor people die. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's here was the thing. So it was a, it was a tweet from uh, Andrew Lawrence over at uh, Media Matters. He he got this screenshot. But um, so on Hannity, he put her he put a graphic on the screen that says her you know shows her platform it says Medicare for all, housing as a human right, <laughs> federal jobs guarantee, gun control, and assault weapons ban. Criminal justice reform, <laughs> immigration justice, abolish ICE. Then, like, and now here's where it gets like, because like most of those things, you're like, yeah, I can picture conservatives like objecting to whatever. Sure. But here's where it just gets nutty. Like these are again in order. Solidarity with Puerto Rico, <laughs> mobilizing against climate change, clean campaign finance, higher education for all, women's rights. Support LGBTQIA+, support seniors, <laughs> and curb Wall Street Wait. gambling by restoring... Yeah, Sean, like, that's Fox News' audience. Right? Seniors. Sean, like, Hannity was just like, was like, yeah, no. And and so I, I quote tweeted and I wrote, you have to be... You have to be straight up evil to think any of these things are bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then I then I had some conservatives who were like, uh, "I'm evil if I'm evil if I value my right to keep and bear arms to defend myself and don't want a socialist upstart taking my guns away." It's this Liz Wheeler lady who's on OAN. She's like, uh, uh, "Bargain bin Tommy Laren." Oh. <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But yeah, she's she's always trying to get herself into people's like. That's what they do. Department. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the best thing to do is to ignore them. Right. I'm probably giving her too much, too much exposure just by talking, saying her name. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like support seniors. Like, why would you think that's a bad thing? Yeah. You know, and when. And then there were people arguing in my mentions about women's rights. They're like, oh, oh, what's next? We're going to have like uh, we're going to have like um, uh, rights for like uh, plants. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> what? He's like, we already have women's rights. We don't have to deal with it. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I I'm just kind of amazed. Like there there's one guy who uh, who in responding to me. um. It was just like, you know, oh, how are we going to pay for this? Uh, you know, how, how are we going to pay for this? This is this is ridiculous. It's over in your fantasy land. 
what are we gonna do you know he wrote it's more pie in the sky duh stuff of course everyone wants these things unfortunately but it would it would bankrupt the country in 10 days oh i know what we can do cancel our military spending and have no military (laughs) there problem solved it's like i knew he was being like sarcastic and but i responded good good that we agree on the answer to that. <laughs> yeah i mean like i tweeting and i just haven't responded <laughs> <laughs> like i would hope that democratic leadership would take a lesson uh from like alexandria ocasio-cortez's victory but i know they won't oh. um you know nancy pelosi was asked about um alexandria winning and you know the fact that um radical women of color might be the future of the party and i think nancy pelosi's answer was like well i'm a woman and it was like nancy and she's like back home they they tell me i'm a corp i'm corporate whatever and and you know because my district's so liberal it's like no people call you that because you're super corporate yeah you're real corporate and you're like a throwback to a very bad time in the party um, but yeah, I mean, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is absolutely the future of the party if we're going to save whatever's left or worth saving in the Democratic Party. Um, or maybe they will fracture off and become a new party. Who knows? Um, but while we're in the good news section, I also wanted to talk about there are plans for hundreds of women to risk arrest in civil disobedience protests in Washington, D.C. I think it's actually happening today, yesterday for you guys on Thursday, to protest the Trump administration's zero tolerance immigration policy. The protest is organized by the Women's March, which did not specify specify what it is planning to do that would risk arrest for protesters. But they are planning a mass civil disobedience, yeah. uh, <clears throat> which is great. And um, exactly what needs to happen in terms of direct action. I'm also really glad to see the Women's March organizing it because I was at the Women's March in D.C. after Trump, um, you know, was sworn in. And it was great. It was like a great gathering of so- like women in solidarity. But... It was very tame by protesting standards, like not a threat at all, just a march, which is fine. Sometimes it's just good to march. But I was really glad to see them use their huge following for some more radical actions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I don't know. Like, I I keep drifting between feeling hopeless and being like, yeah, no, people are going to like people are going to take care of this, you know? And I, you know, it's probably, it's one of those things that's just a balance, I guess. I think like, I'm very encouraged by like, um, Ocasio-Cortez's victory and this younger version of people of color who are really radical and very, um, woke and knowledgeable about politics. Um, I just think it's going to be a really rough ride, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I am hopeful because, they are so passionate and so committed to making the world a better place. Um, but it's, you know, it's up to us too, like the, the older generation to make sure their voices are heard and appreciated any way we can. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's going to be a fucking rough ride. Yeah. But, you know, hang in there. Two steps forward, one step back. Always. That's always the way it is. Yeah. Three steps back. (laughs) You know, like sometimes it's going to suck. And I think that I think that we might be in for a 
a major uh, period of suckage coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we there's nothing else to do other than keep trying. So Exactly. Uh, other good news, there are a handful of Democrats who are calling um, for ICE to be abolished. Yeah. Um, Deb Halland is the Democratic nominee for Congress in New Mexico's first district um, and is considered a heavy favorite in November's general election. She is also one of the first prominent Democratic candidates to make the abolition of ICE part of her platform, which is great. Um there is also do 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 oh of course alexandria ocasio-cortez that was one of her platforms as well um and then matt hagman is running in a competitive democratic primary for florida's 27th district which will be vacant due to a republican retirement hagman whose wife's parents were cuban refugees told Yahoo News that some voters have expressed concern that eliminating ICE would result in open borders. Hagman said his reply, oh my God, my browser jumped. (laughs) Oh no, I hate Yahoo so much. It's Uh, a cliffhanger. Oh my God, what did he say? Uh, You never know. He replied, oh no. I do have to like sign off in a couple of minutes because I have a meeting. Oh, okay. Uh, one second. He his reply is to point out that ICE is an internal enforcement agency and its absence wouldn't affect border security. And then there's others too. Randy Bryce from Wisconsin um, also repeated that. Um, Representative Jim McGovern in Massachusetts. So again, this is more more cause to be optimistic that there's a growing swell of Democrats calling for the the abolishment of ICE, which is a pretty radical notion. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I, I, I think the good thing is the, 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 the big silver lining here is that it shows that like even, I don't know, that that there are are Democrats who can be persuaded to move to the left, yeah. Um, which is which is good, um, and that there are people on the left who want to run for office, which is also yes. good. So. Um, guys, please follow Parker on Twitter at Parker Malloy. Go to LightTreason.News. Hit that donate button to keep the show going. I hope to be up and running as soon as I can. But in the meantime, check Twitter and Facebook for updates. And yeah, thanks for being patient. Thanks for supporting the show. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>